Hello and welcome to the Sailorville Church Parenting Podcast. Our goal is to partner with parents to find biblical solutions to real-life issues. It's almost Father's Day. Moms took over the podcast last month, so we thought it would be appropriate to have the dads take over the parenting podcast today. Today we're going to be covering a lot of the same types of questions that our wives covered last month, but just from a dad's perspective. Um, I'm Jared Leonard, and I'm hosting here without my wife for this episode, so buckle up. (laughs) You never know what's going to happen. Joining me here today are my guests, Colin Vogt, Mike Bear, and Jay McCracken. Um, Our first question on this podcast is always, uh, we ask that you share the ages of your kids, and I listen to the wives and they did a great job. So this is kind of a test for you guys. So Colin, we'll start with you. Yeah, great. Um, yeah, so Colin Vote, I have three little boys. Uh, the youngest is Maxwell, who's 10 months. And then I have Calvin, who's three, and Hanks, who's five. Boom. There you go. All right, Mike. Yeah, so I've got three boys. I've got Luke, who's just about 22 years old. I've got Jacob, who's 19. And then I've got Mark, who's 15. Boom. And last but certainly not least, Jay. I have three boys. Uh, Kyle is 35, Corey is 33, and Cody is 30. Boom. There we go. And I'm Jared. I have Adriana, who's nine, and Kenley, who's seven. And like the ladies mentioned last month, unbeknownst to us, we chose people (laughs) for this podcast, all boy dads. So I guess I'm the only girl dad representing all the girl dads out there. We're better. We know it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us. Really excited for this conversation. Um, But uh, even even as we mentioned last, or as as Alyssa mentioned last month, uh, no matter what stage of parenting you're at, you're all we're all kind of at different stages of parenting: elementary or younger kids, or even Mike. You got some like high school, college, and uh, Jay. Now you're not only parenting but also grandparenting, Mm -hmm. and so just getting all the different perspectives. Um, ultimately, no matter how old we are or young we are or where we're at in our journey, we all need Jesus and our kids need Jesus and we want to point them to Jesus. That's really the goal of this podcast is we want to help parents do that better. So, um, we'll just jump right in, answer some of those questions that, that we, uh, discuss. So, uh, first off, what are some of the joys in your stage of fatherhood? Let's go with Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, you can start. No, that's good. I, um, thinking that through, I, I think it's largely watching my kids start to independently establish their lives. So you all, I've got two of my boys have, who have headed off to school, to college, and they've both gone to colleges that are all a long ways away, like mm-hmm. at least, at least a full day's drive away. And so there's no coming back home or the weekends that's happened and it's been really neat to watch both of those two. They've been at um, Christian schools, so it's been helpful to have a great influence of the Lord in every class that they have. But just watching them uh, mature as they've they've gone off to college has been really neat to see. Um, and then my youngest, who's 15, just recently transitioned from uh, being homeschooled to going to ACA uh, in and he didn't want to go like mm. he didn't want to do that but it's been neat seeing him really start to establish friends yeah um so so i think that's just been probably the at least in this season of my life watching them just independently start to take control of their lives that's yeah. been a probably my main joy lately oh cool jay you got anything for that one or colin well most of my work is done. Yeah. And so I, it, it, that's what I think of it. Um, we enjoy the grandkids. Yeah. You know, and we, I've got eight grandkids now. Three of them live right next door. So we get to have all the fun and have, you know, very little discipline. So <laughs> just just the fruit of our labor is, is fun to see. Yeah. Um, you know, boys that are doing well and love their wives and are involved in their churches. And it doesn't mean I'm a perfect dad or yeah. better than anybody else. Sure. But they are doing well and we just praise God, give him the glory for that. Amen. Amen. Colin. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, 
my boys, you know, everything is just a new adventure every day right now. And it's so fun to watch them just be creative uh, and, and grasp new things. And they're just constantly building things with blocks or magnet tiles or Legos or, um, you know, anything they can get their hands on. We're constantly running out of glue sticks and paper <laughs> and they love to just... You know, my son will be like, I want to make a gumball machine. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. He's like, with paper and glue. Yeah. And just, he just goes at it. I'm like, <laughs> the other day he told me he was going to make a camera and, and with, with a cardboard box. And I was Obviously. like, okay. And, um, he, he was so creative. He like cut it out and he drew a little picture and shoved it inside. And he's like, see, this is what I took a picture of. And um. I was like, <laughs> I would never have been so creative. So it's just a joy to just a lot of fun, um, to watch them just be optimistic and creative yeah. Um, and happy and learn how to play together and all that. It's a lot of fun. I would say for me, for us um, right now, our kids, we have elementary age kids. So I would say like they still want to play with me and, and have fun. And they like want me to join in on like they're, they're constantly, we have a trampoline. It's like, dad, let's go play on the trampoline. Let's, and I know, I know from, from other parents that that day is coming probably pretty soon uh adriana entering those teen years and things it's like yeah i don't know if i want to hang out with dad i'd rather hang out with our friends that's mm -hmm. probably coming um i'd love to be their friend and enjoy and and want them to want me to be around but i i get that that's probably not going to happen all the time mm -hmm. uh and maybe into the future they will so that's that's kind of a joy right now. We have a lot of fun seeing them grow and develop. Uh, Adriana's doing piano, and the other day, you know, she's been plinking away for I don't know, maybe a year or so. And uh, you know, early on, it's just like a grind, you know, trying to learn. <laughs> but the other day, she was playing. I'm like, wow, that like sounds really good in like an actual song. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just fun to see them grow and develop. And Kenley was like throwing a frisbee the other day. So like, wow, like she's pretty athletic actually comparatively to me which is not very much <laughs> uh so uh just fun to fun to watch them grow and develop so mm -hmm. uh how about we go with you first on this next one here colin um we often look at different dads and, and different stages of fatherhood and think you know the grass is greener on the other side of you know diapers or whatever <laughs> like what you're in um what are what are some challenges some challenges that you're currently facing even in the current stage that you're at that's a great question there's so yeah it's a lot of joy but there definitely are plenty of challenges and um you know from us right now it's just figuring out each child um mm. how they respond how they um how they need to be disciplined at times, you know, and when, when things aren't going their way and they're not listening and obeying, um, you know, every kid's different. And yeah. so what worked for child one doesn't work for child two. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and that's very evident in mm -hmm. our points. They're very different between one and two and three, who knows what, what he will be like, Maxwell, it's, it, we'll find out. But, um, so, you know, it's just, it's just one of those things where you're just day by day, you know, trying to learn them figure out how to speak their language. Um, you know, obviously just like the, the sleep deprivation at mm -hmm. times, our littlest one is, he's just waking up every morning in the early hours of the morning, you know, three, four. And it's like, you, you, you were sleeping all the way until 7am. What happened? <laughs> and now we're going on a couple of months of just like, Hey, I'm going to be awake early, yeah. early and want to be held. So, yeah. Yeah. um, physical challenges, you know? Yeah. So things like that. I heard once, and I can't remember who told me, but they said early, and maybe Jay and Mike, you guys are beyond this a little bit. Early on in your parenting, it's physically exhausting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're tired, yes. but the older your kids get, you know, on into the teen years, it's more emotionally exhausting. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think about that? True. <laughs> uh, true. Um, it was sometimes exhausting just trying to get the boys to talk uh, they don't talk as much as girls do uh, they, they <laughs> grunt a lot and so sometimes just drawing them out uh, was a challenge yeah yeah we don't have that problem not yet anyway. <laughs> jared i'm just thinking like i've never heard that before yeah but i'm confident both my wife and i would agree with you yeah on that physically when you're younger and more emotionally as they get older yeah 
I, obviously, it's not like a, a perfect statement, but it, it seems to be true as, as I'm yeah. getting closer to that older stage. And it's not necessarily as physically exhausting. They're not waking up at 3 a.m. anymore necessarily, unless they're ill or what, you know, oh, you got yeah. that. But um, yeah, it's becoming more like, okay, we got, especially girls, got a lot of emotions now. And so <laughs> working through all I completely that. Completely agree. So. When, when Colin was talking I'm thinking like when my kids were, were younger, it seems like every day you're faced with issues or problems yes. that you got to solve. Mm. <laughs> but, but as they start to get older, like generally like the problems were smaller, you know, when they're younger, it might not feel like it at the time, but, but generally they are. And what have I, I've experienced is as my boys have gotten older, we have less issues but when we do, it's like they're often bigger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're harder to deal with. They're like, Jared, you said they're more emotional yeah. types of issues. Um, yeah, that's that's what we've seen as our yeah. kids have gotten older. Bigger stuff, less frequent, but bigger when it comes, yeah. comes by. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, any other challenges you guys wanted to share? I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, Jay or Mike, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, We'll go on to the next question then. Um, We'll start with you, Jay. Um, How are some ways that you're working to keep your marriage strong in this season? Well, it takes intention, I think, at any stage is is the word I think of. Um, I actually have some, you know, reminders on my phone. Okay, this is the time... I want to set aside for D Mm. and just to touch base about schedules, finances, you know, sharing the word and so forth. So that's what I try to do is be intentional and set up some appointments. Yeah. So you're saying when you're empty nesters, it doesn't automatically become easy to be married and (laughs) (laughs) doesn't. Uh, there's still two centers living in one household and <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's good. Mike, we'll come to you. What, what are some things you're doing right now? And then we'll come back around to you, Colin. Yeah. I, th- I think the thing that came top of mind to me was just helping to ensure that you're both regularly staying in God's word. Uh, cause I think that will help keep you grounded yeah. from whatever issues, um, you're faced. Uh, but the other thing that comes to mind is like my wife and I have both probably been faced with a number of bigger issues over the last few years. And I think just being able to give each other grace when you're working through those. Mm. Um, We've had health issues with both our boys and neither one of us felt like we knew exactly how to navigate that. And, and just, just realizing that and not being overly critical of each other. But I think just that, that grace that you can give each other Mm. has been a way that we've stayed connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Colin. Yeah. It's, um, it's one of those things that I've, I was thinking about today and I'm like, it's kind of like you have almost three marriages in your mind. In my mind, it's like when you first get married before you have kids, you're learning how to be married. Mm-hmm. Then you have kids. And then to me, I'm like, I'm relearning how to be married. Mm-hmm. I'm like I have a whole new learning curve now where mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out like, what does it mean to be there for your wife? What does it mean to support her? What does it mean, um, you know, to show up for her? Um, and so it's definitely somewhere I'm, I'm trying to learn more and, and, and I've definitely got room to grow. So it's just one of those things that takes perseverance, takes effort, um, takes commitment, you mm-hmm. know, um, just to, um, just to continue to learn, you know, yeah. how to be a better spouse for your, for your partner. And, um, but then that, that third marriage, I'm thinking is like, you know, when I get to your guys' stage and our, the kids are leaving. So it's just like a continual um, learning perspective that, um, you know, that's what I hope to achieve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm striving yeah. for. Yeah, I was I was thinking about that too and how um, how our marriage and even, you know, people people change as they grow and and you would you don't you want people to change, especially yeah. we, we want to grow. We want to become more like Jesus. I wouldn't want to be, to be married to the Alyssa that I was married to 12 years ago. And I, I, I would assume she would say, say the same thing, um, that we've both grown to become more like Jesus. And hopefully that's changed us some, 
Um, and so it is, it is like a relearning process of just, okay, what, what does that look like in this stage? You know, uh, for what, uh, what Jay mentioned, you know, just setting aside time, even just to talk about schedules. My wife and I, we've, we found that especially in this current stage, every Monday we do lunch together, um, and pretty close to every Monday. Um, and, uh, that's just like our planning lunch because it's like, okay, what's coming down the pike. We got schedules, we got this kid going there doing that. And we've got this doing. And so we're just, we're just talking schedules and that's, that really alleviates some of the pressure later in the week because like, I thought you knew that. And that's <laughs> smart. That's smart. <laughs> well, I, thanks Abe and Jesse Miller. They used to do that. I think they're doing that less and less now with kids being grown and things, but um, that was a, a great idea from them. Um, intentionally with date and going out on dates and we probably could certainly get better with that. It's sometimes easier with Alyssa's parents living right next door. Now it's like, Oh, let's just go out for, a, and not like being as intentional, like, okay, date night is this night of the week or, um, whatever night. And then we actually, something we enjoy doing is like watching shows together. That's kind of fun. We've been doing that recently, just finding a show which we can agree on, which is hard because <laughs> <laughs> I love like action movies and she loves Hallmark movies. So there's, there's not a lot of crossover, <laughs> but, uh, we've, we've found some, some shows that we enjoy watching and just like, okay, put the kids to bed and, and watch a show together, um, and connect and, and talk. So that's one way we continue to connect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I skipped one of the questions, actually. We we're going to talk about friendships, and maybe you guys were chomping at the bit. Um, <laughs> Mike is saying no. <laughs> uh, how, do, how do you guys have friendships in your current stage? You have some guy friends. Um, I, not everyone necessarily needs to answer, but does anyone have anything that they want to say on that one? I can actually start. Oh, yes. So so here's what I was going to say to that. I kind of chuckled as I was looking at that question, Jared, because I don't, I don't have a lot of like one-on-one guy connections that I do outside of we're at church and Mm -hmm. that's a friend of mine. So I'm going to talk to him there or I'm at a kid's activity and that's a friend of mine. I'm going to talk to him there. I honestly don't have a lot of those one-on-one connections. And I think it's a little intentional because I've like sp- I've purposefully spent time with my kids or my family doing those types of things. Um, so, so I haven't, other than a mentor that I meet with and connect with regularly, uh, that just hasn't been in my I don't know repertoire to mm-hmm. have have people that I'm going out with consistently and spending time with friendships. It's all just kind of naturally via other avenues. I'm always or work maybe or work. Yeah, yeah, you got like people at work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's just a thing I've, I've given on a little bit as I've had a family. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Guys are definitely different than, than girls in that aspect, probably in, in some ways. Jay, what do you got? Well, some of my best friends are my sons. Yeah. <laughs> I've got one boy that lives right next door to me uh-huh. and we do a ton of stuff together Yeah, and it's great. It's awesome. But, um, and I, I generally seek their advice yeah. on things because they know some things more than I do now <laughs> about certain aspects of life. Yeah. The other tr- thing I try to do is t- I try to be an example. I have two friends that are my age that I get together with for breakfast every Friday. Mm. And we don't have a Bible study, but we are great friends. And so if I have something that I need help with, or if I have something that in- is encouraging. Mm. You know, if I get a new grandkid or just something like they're the first guys I call. Yeah. And that's really been uh, good. I've been meeting with a few different fellows, but but these two guys uh, for probably 10 or 15 years, and mm. it's been good. You know, I call them my best friends. Yeah, yeah. So it's been encouraging. Oh, that's cool. Colin? With all the extra time you have and kids waking up at 3 (laughs) a.m. Yeah. Um, I kind of connect with what Mike is saying on that note. Um, And I'm I'm not from Des Moines. Um, I'm a transplant here from uh, St. Louis area. So, um, you know. Are you a Cardinals fan? Side note. You know, I don't follow. I don't really. I'm not a huge sports guy. But I did love going to Cardinals (laughs) games as a kid. That was a a great time. Oh, that's fun. Um, 
but no, I mean, so it's like the, I, you know, the years that you spend forming like old friends, right? Like deep, you know, went to grade school, middle school, high school sure. friends with, um, I, I had them back home and, you know, it, it's not, the, you know, it's not the same and easy to keep up with them as the years have gone on and you move away and, you know, you try and make, you know, I've been in Des Moines now for over 10 years. It's like, you're trying to make new friends here, but this is the stage of life where we are, you know, neck deep in kids stuff and marriage stuff. And like Mike said, you know, you know, as, as a family man, you want to be not running out and just, you know, having all this guy time. But so to me, it's like, it's still something I struggle to understand how to, how to balance, like what's, Mm -hmm. what's an okay amount to be like, I want to go do this or that. Um, and you know, there's not necessarily right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think for for people, it probably depends on your family and how you guys can handle it, and and how, what makes sense for your spouse and all that. But um, you know, I think it's really important. I think it's something that um, I'd like to develop stronger, close friendships with with people. Um, and I know that takes effort on my part. That's something I need to um, be investing in. But I think just for that, for like overall wellness and health and well-being like it's good to just get those friendships and so um something i'm desiring to cultivate more yeah i've got i'll just speak very briefly i've got some guy friends um most of them like from college and i did stay here kind of locally from college so that helps but um we get together about once a year for like a guy's and not even a weekend, sometimes it's like 24 hours and we just hang out, but then we'll constantly be texting or even call each other. Those are the guys that I'll, I'll go to. Like you said, Jay, if, if I've got something exciting or hard or, you know, one of my guy friends had his, his dad passed away not that long ago. Well, mm. it's been a little while ago. Um, and so, you know, just trying to support each other, praying for each other. But a lot of times it's, you know, our text thread is just goofy stuff. Like today we're texting back and forth about sports and they're talking about college football and stuff, even though that's way in advance <laughs> but uh, in the fall. But uh, sometimes just silly, funny stuff like that. And we just like to laugh together. Um, but sometimes it gets pretty deep and serious. And we talk about the things of the Lord and uh, theology. I mean, we're all over the place. Um, sounds like similar what your guy friends are, Jay. And, yeah, it's cool. Um, it we, we really, really enjoy that. But like you said, Colin, it, it does take effort. It takes time. And that is hard. You know, even my wife and I, we've talked, you know, how much how much time could I should I spend with the guys and then also investing in my family and what's important. Um, And that's that's always a hard thing, maybe to strike that balance. I don't know if balance is the right word there of like it is good. And I think it is important to have some some friendships outside of your marriage of godly guys um, and and certainly even mentors. but but then that that means you're taking away time when i've i heard someone say when you say yes to one thing you say no to something else or when you say no to one thing you you open up your chance to say yes to something else as well um and so there's always that that rub of of spending time anyway you know you talked about um like the text thread and thing and i know Alyssa said something similar about i think marco polo or yeah. the apps yep. or something yep. and and it's funny because like that so the one good like outlet of friend connection that I, that I maintain and have for years is, is still my college friends. And, yeah. and we, you know, we are all over the country, but, um, almost daily we're, we're talking on, it's called Slack. I don't know if you guys oh, use yeah, Slack, yeah. but, um, you know, we use Slack and, and we are connected in ways that we never would have been. Yeah. Um, had we, if it weren't for the technology, you know, we would have graduated and gone on, you know, moved to the different parts of the country and probably lost touch. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a weird thing that, and a blessing that God's provided that, that allows you to maintain those relationships, even when you don't necessarily get the chance to in person. Yeah. Yeah. Or Jared, maybe you play Fortnite with your friends. I do. I do. I do, actually. Thanks for calling me out on that, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually two of those friends that are on that thread. Also, I play Fortnite with them fairly regularly. (laughs) That's in my current season of life. Um, But that's after the kids go to bed. And actually, even after Alyssa goes to bed once a week, two hours, and we play, and then we turn it off and then it stays shut off basically the rest of the week. <laughs> and, uh, but we, we get to have fun and hang out together. And, uh, we actually do have some good deep conversations sometime on, even on Fortnite. God can use even things, silly things like yeah. Fortnite, yeah. uh, <laughs> to help grow friendships. 
Fortnite can also be a, an addiction. Kids, if any of you are listening out there and you pay, play six hours a day, that's not a good thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, what have you been speaking of, Fortnite? Let's uh, transition. Hard stop to that. Uh, what are some some things you've been learning about God in your current season? What are some things you've been learning about God? It's totally different direction. <laughs> Uh, Mike, why don't you start that? We'll come to you next, Jay. Yeah, I, the thing that's top of mind for me is God is faithful, and and I say that because with our with our oldest son, it was three and a half, four years ago, where he was looking for a school to go to and was starting to think about what's the vocation I'm going to be in. Mm-hmm. And and he always had a bend toward music. Uh, so we were looking around at music schools, and we eventually found Cedarville University that he was interested in. But the thing that Luke didn't have was he had no vocal experience kind of at all. Uh, but yet we were going to send him to this school to become kind of a worship leader. And worship leaders usually need to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were, I don't know, I don't know if struggling is the right word, but just kind of chewing over that decision for a while and, and Cedarville University is also a private school, which is not cheap, and we never, like, grew up with our kids prepared to go to a private school, so funding was going to be a challenge, but we just seemed like saw all the doors just opening for Luke to be able to go there amidst, you know, some of these scary things that might take place. So we sent him, and it's been super neat to see Luke grow into a position where he's going to be, like, leading worship and just seeing his to say pastoral character kind of start to grow and mm. develop with him. That's been neat. And then the same thing with my second son too. We sent him off to a school amidst uh, medical issues that he was struggling with and he's all the way in California. So uh, it was kind of a scary thing, but we just saw another saw the doors opening for that. Funding is still kind of scary for him, but, but just seeing how if we followed where we felt like the Lord was really leading us, He's faithful to deliver and provide for us mm. or our kids in that way. So that's yeah. been probably what I've been learning is, you know, being God is faithful to these doors that he's starting to open for us. Yeah. Cool. Jay? I guess I've been learning how much God deserves. Um, he died for me. And then, so I think about what am I doing for him? Mm. And so... We've been in our small group just going over um, evangelism and trying to be prepared. Uh, sort of, I wrote some notes about that and for another question, but um, he just deserves our, our attention. And so I try to think of everyone I meet. They're either a Christian or a non-Christian. Yeah. And so if they're a Christian, I try to encourage them. If they're a non-Christian, I try to share with them. Yeah. And I don't do that with everybody, but... It's just being um, focused on that and really realizing, look, he died for me. I need to be working for him. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Colin? Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, this Sunday was a good message for me. Um, you know, just, Don't steal my thunder. That's oh, where I was going. Go ahead. <laughs> Perse- <laughs> I was going to say perseverance um, to me is just something that's been a theme that, uh, you know, life is difficult at times. Uh, and, and I'm not to say that I, I, I'm not going to, I'm not a poster child for difficult life. So I'm not yeah. trying to paint that picture by any yeah. means. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just mean on a normal, like day to day basis, um, living in your faith and, and being an obedient child of God and, um, you know, just trusting the Lord with your children, with your future, with your finances, with your spouse, um, all those things, you know, just takes daily perseverance and, mm. and relying on the Lord to, um, take you one step at a time. Yeah, that's good. I was thinking, thinking about this question and even what I've learned about God recently. Um, and I thought all the way back to the first time, um, when I, when I had first become a dad and technically it's at conception, we believe that <laughs> I get it. But when it became real to me was when I held Adrienne in my hands. Um, and I was thinking all the way back to that recently and, um, I've shared this with some students and as an illustration um, and when I'm speaking, but 
um, I just remember holding her and thinking, man, I, how do I love this small little baby so much? Like it, there's just the love it's indescribable unless you're dad and all of you are. And so you understand probably that love that you have for your own kids. And I just remember thinking, I would never let you die for anyone else. Mm. And thinking, wow, what sort of love did God have for me? And that's that's kind of what you were talking about, Jay. Jesus came and he died for us. And I sometimes I'll look at teenagers, I'll say, God loves you more than I love you. I love you a lot, but God loves you more than I do because I would never allow my daughters to die for you. Sorry. Um, that's just not happening. If there's a choice between my daughter or pretty much anyone else in the world, that's probably going to be you. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but man, God's love for us is so deep. And the longer I parent, the longer I get to know even my my girls, the, the deeper the love I have and the, the more appreciation I have for God and his love for me, his love for Jesus and I don't know. It's just the the more you parent, the more you grow in your appreciation for God and his his long suffering with us when mm. we totally screw up. Um God and and his uh desire for uh, to give us good things, to give us good gifts. I'm like, yeah, I want to give my kids good gifts. Um of course God wants to give me good gifts as one of his kids. Um if only I was not so hard-headed and wanted my own way. Um, maybe I would receive some more of those good gifts um, that that he wants to give me. So anyway, that I just I feel like as I parent, I just learn more about God and and His desire for me and uh, my stupidity and <laughs> immaturity. It's, and, it's such a mirror. It's yeah, such a mirror. Like every day, I feel like as I'm talking to my boys, the same thing could be said to me. Yeah, you know, and I'm just like. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Well, let's talk a little bit more um, more about the Bible, more about God. What scriptures has God been using uh, you lately to encourage you during this season? Similar, similar question. So if you kind of already answered it, that's fine. But uh, Jay, I think maybe you had something else to share. No? No, you didn't. Okay. Sorry. I thought you were kind of going there with that next question. <laughs> Mike, you yeah, got something? I could, I could hit on something. Um, I I had one of my boys it was in the last month who who called me up and he was really struggling with sinful activities that he felt like he was just not able to stop doing, mm-hmm. and so that was causing him to question his salvation, mm-hmm. which could be a very healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but with him, I didn't think it was an issue of salvation. I, I just, like, what was going through my mind was like, well, welcome to the club. Like, <laughs> you want to stop doing something that you shouldn't be doing, but you're struggling to do that. Yeah, Paul talked about that a little bit, I think, <laughs> 2,000 years ago. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but at the time he was talking to me, I couldn't come up with any good scriptural reference. So I, like, really struggled. Uh, luckily, I had a community group connection that night. I didn't want to go to it because I just had this awful conversation with my boy. I didn't feel like I was any help to him at all. But I mm. remember connecting with them and asking them, like, how would you respond to this? And, yeah. and Jared, like they pointed me to something Paul said. Yeah. Um, it was in Romans seven nineteen, And he said, for I do not do mm-hmm. the good that I want, mm-hmm. but the evil that I but the evil that I do not want is what I keep doing. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, that just seems exactly what my boy yeah. is doing. This mm-hmm. super St. Paul even struggled with these same issues. So that was a great encouragement to me. And then I was able to quickly get back to him and, and say, look, like what you're going through is no different than what people have been going through for thousands of years. Yeah. So great job being healthy and kind of thinking about your salvation. But, um, I think this is more of a sanctification issue than yeah. it is anything else. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the importance of community. I mean, the, good gracious, that just the last few par- sentences and paragraphs of your what you just said, I mean, the importance of, of living in community, even, you know, sometimes I don't want to go to community group and sometimes I don't, I feel like a failure as a dad and it's like, well going to community group, doing what God has called you to do. They helped you. God's word obviously is sufficient and you know that there's something there, but it didn't come to your mind. And man, that's great. Super cool. Colin or Jay, you got anything? I got. Um, 
I've been thinking about Isaiah 41.10, uh, Do not fear, for I am with you. Mm-hmm. Be not anxious, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Surely I will hold you with my righteous right hand. And I think about being held in righteous in God's hand. Mm. Uh, it's a salutation I actually use when I'm signing off on a letter or something. I think in his grip. Yeah. This is Jay, because I like to think of God holding me, and so then I don't have to fear. And the other one is in First uh, Peter 3.15. I was talking about evangelism a little earlier, uh, always being prepared to give a hope, yeah. uh, to give a, make a defense to anyone yeah. who asks you for a reason for the hope that is within you, mm-hmm. yet do it with gentleness and respect. Yeah. And so I think part of the reason we've, we're not uh, sharing with people, we're afraid to, is that we haven't been prepared. We haven't been taught. We yeah. haven't had the training. And so that's, again, that's what we've been trying to do in our small group is some of that training so we're not scared and we can follow First Peter 3, 15 and always be prepared. Yeah. I love, I love that passage in First Peter 3. Um, we, as men too, I'm, I was just thinking, man, we, sometimes we get, we get pretty good about, hey, be prepared, you know, get ready for battle. That's awesome. But I love the end of that verse. It says, but how should we do it? With gentleness and respect. Okay, that's something that I can do a little bit better, probably. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'm good at, yeah, let's defend the faith. And, <laughs> and even with our kids, you know, no, do this or don't do that. Why? Because I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> or because God said so and you're shoving it down their throats. It's like uh, with gentleness and respect and with love and <laughs> compassion toward them. Oh, that's really good. Thanks. Colin? Um, yeah. Um, so I'd say one that's been coming to me a couple times recently, it's one of those where it's like, uh, just continues to be around me lately <laughs> where you just keep seeing the verse pop up, but it's been, um, first Peter five, seven, where it talks about casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Um, you know, just talking about when I was mentioning about perseverance earlier and just life's challenges and things like that. It's just been a good, a good word for me lately. Just, um, you know, I have been feeling anxious about some things and just to remember that cast them on him because he cares for you. So mm. that's just been a good encouragement. Yeah. Uh, and Philippians four talks about that too, you know, when basically the opposite of being anxious is okay. When you're, when you're anxious, think on these things for eight, um, talks about whatever's lovely, whatever's true, whatever's mm-hmm. commendable. Think on these things. Those are great verses for, for times when we're feeling anxious. And, uh, even as men, we feel anxious sometimes. <laughs> it's okay to admit that <laughs> sometimes we try to put up this front then nothing ever gets to us, but, uh, that's not true. <laughs> um, Man, lately, just very recently in my Bible reading, I've been reading 1 Corinthians. Last week I was reading 1 Corinthians 3, um, 16. Um, It's talking about how our bodies are a temple. And man, that just struck me even last week as I was reading that. And um, then this last Sunday, Kurt uh, was talking about how our bodies are a temple. Then Sunday night, John was talking about um, John Nemers talking about Eden Church, how they chose the name and things. And again, he referenced not only First Peter or First Corinthians three, um, but then also First Corinthians six, which is what I read this morning in my Bible reading, uh, where again God is saying, "Hey, your body's a temple," and uh, just a reminder of, man, what am I looking at? What am I doing? What am I saying? How am I acting? Um, what am I modeling for my kids? Even. Um, and, and both of my girls profess to be Christians, so they're, they're little temples of God as well. Mm-hmm. And so how am I modeling, hey, this is how you treat a temple of God, and, and this is how you should treat your bodies and how you should live. Um, not because I told you so or whatever. It's, it's because, okay, this, is, this body that you have, the words that you're saying, the eyes that you have, the ears— it's a temple of God. Mm-hmm. And am I putting that as the standard um, or am I just saying this is my standard and you have to follow it because um, are we really modeling what what First Peter 1.15 talks about, you know, be holy for I am holy. That's what God is saying to us. And am I modeling that for my kids? And is that the standard that I'm calling my kids to is holiness um, and, and the fact that, that we are temples of God, or am I just laying out all these rules, mm. um, and regulations, mm. uh, just because, so that's like 
really fresh, hot off the press. I, <laughs> I'm not doing that perfectly at all. Uh, just kind of what's been going through my head even just this last week. So, um, how about some encouragements? Maybe some some things for for dads who are coming up behind you. Even you, Colin, you're you're far enough along that you've got maybe some some brand new dads coming to listen to this podcast. That is like, hey. You can do it, buddy. You know, or, or you got some dads that are listening that even their wives are expecting maybe their first kid or something like that. Um, so we'll go. We'll go in reverse order. Jay, you'll start, and then okay. we'll come all the way down. Actually, maybe I'll go between Mike and Colin. <laughs> well, since almost all dads are younger than me, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm first. But um, I've just been encouraged that uh, you know children are are gods. They aren't. Mm even ours. Um, Psalm 100 says, we are his people mm. and the sheep of his pasture. And whether your kids turn out well or whether they have challenges, you just have to leave them in God's hands. doesn't mm. make you a better parent if they're doing well or a worse parent if they're not. They're just in God's hands. And that's hard to do uh. because you think, oh, they're my kids. Mm-hmm. But... They're, they're gods too, and you just have to leave them in his hands, and he has a right and for his glory to do with them what he wants. Oh, no, that's good. Mike? Yeah, so I, I'd say the thing, the thing that I always like stumbled around um, when my kids were growing up was I always felt ill-equipped to teach them about spiritual things. Like, I felt awkward. I, I, I never quite felt like I was doing a great job with it. So I, re- I recall at one point in time having a conversation with Chuck the Clean mm. about that. And and Chuck was pretty straightforward. He, he's like, Mike, your kids are going to root out hypocrisy. Mm. Like they're going to see that, but they're also going to see what things are important to you. So if you're spending the time in God's word and they see you spending the time in God's word, they'll recognize that that's an important thing in your life, and that's probably some of the best teaching that you could provide them. So I, if I could give encouragement to some of the dads who got kids growing up, it's like be intentional about spending time in God's Word and doing it in a spot where your kids can see you mm. spending time in God's Word. I, I think that's been impactful. I've never asked my kids that, but I, I think just having them see that and that it's meaningful to me has been useful as my kids have been growing up. Mm. No, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Super practical too. That's good. Uh, I guess I'll go next. I'm kind of the next youngest. I was going to say something similar um, that Jay mentioned of just um, everything we we have and everything we own. Certainly, we often think of our homes, our cars, our jobs, our money. We think of, okay, we're managers of that mm. Um, but even just with the idea of our bodies being a temple, we're also managers of the body that God has temporarily provided for us. Um, we're also managers of the the humans that are in our care, mm-hmm. uh, and they're they're more than just stuff. Um, they're more than a house or a car. Those those things are replaceable, and um, they're they're all going to burn in the end. Um, <laughs> but but these are souls that you know. Are, are in our care temporarily and and how are we managing those well you know how how are we and and ultimately a plus b does not always equal c you know just because you do this and this and you homeschool your kid or you you public school them or you christian school them or you you know go to this church or that church or you know certain parents can do the exact same things and have completely different outcomes even within their own home. That's true. Um, and so uh, that, that is not, it's not like an equation. It's not a math mathematical thing, which maybe drives some of us guys crazy <laughs> because like, man, I wish that if I did that and I did that, then the result is this. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that's just not how it works. Um, and so just trusting God, um, being uh, being intentional with your own time in the in the word, um, and then and then living that out in front of your kids, um, in the end that that's that's what the kids hopefully will remember is that you love God and you tried to point them to God in, in a relationship with Him and um, if they don't 
they don't, I suppose. <laughs> and that's, that's in, in God's realm, not in yours. Don't try to be the Holy Spirit in their life. So, mm-hmm. um, Colin. That's good. That's a good word. Um, you know, I guess one thing that I've, I try to be mindful of or thinking about, um, is I kind of think every moment with your kids is a moment for, is an opportunity for investment. Mm. Um, you know, whether it's just literally investing a few minutes to play with them, um, or, and show them that you care about them or to teach them something, um, that they didn't know, or, you know, you're spending more time being patient, you know, it's an opportunity to invest in them, what patience looks like. Um, and so I think like, I try to remind myself that like when I'm feeling tired or I don't want to do the next thing that I'm supposed to do, um, just that like each one of those moments is just a, is an opportunity for investment to, you know, better their lives, um, or teach them something or, um, be an example, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Well, we're about ready to wrap up here, but we try to end uh, each of our podcasts with any resources that you may have. Now, gr- the ladies did a great job last week, by the way. So if you haven't listened to the Moms Only podcast, go back and listen to theirs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was awesome. But they had a bunch of all sorts of good resources. A lot of them are good for dads as well. Um, so we won't mention those again, but um, maybe you guys, do you have any any resources that you thought of? Um, I've got a couple. Maybe I'll go first and then raise your hand if you guys are ready. Um, <laughs> I would say one is other godly dads. You've heard it a few times, like other men who have gone before you, a mentor. Like, I think that's a great resource. You mentioned Chuck to clean Jay. You mentioned some friends even that have walked alongside you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge resource and we should not discount that. Obviously God's word is super important in all of that. Um, I, I also thought, I'm just thinking like human resources right now, I guess. <laughs> uh, youth leaders, like if your kids are in youth ministry, like we want to come alongside you and, and help you out um, and encourage you in, in any way we can. And then just practically, um, you know, for devotions, we do family devotions. We try to every night. It doesn't work uh, out every night, especially for us currently, you know, Wednesday nights and uh, even Sunday nights. We got late nights with our small group, but we do keys for kids. Uh, it's just super simple. Um, I have I have read a book um, by Donald Whitney called Family Worship, um, and I'll probably start implementing some of those types of things um, as our kids get a little older. The idea is just you as the dad just kind of share with your kids, hey, here here's what I'm learning in my devotions and personally in my time with God. You kind of do that for your family devotion time. Um, so uh, those are just some resources, ideas, I guess, for you mm-hmm. dads that you're looking for that out there. Anybody else got something? Colin, go ahead. Um, don't have too many, but um, one thing our boys have really loved lately is uh, Louis Giglio has put out a couple of books, um, like kids' devotionals. One of them's called Indescribable. Yeah. Um, I think we have another one called um, The Wonder of Creation. But basically they're just little d- short devotionals about, you know, creation things, mm. things in the planet that God made and the way that he made them and, and ties it to a verse and a prayer. Um, our boys are really loving that. Oh, um, cool. A lot of it goes right over their head, but they love it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so finding something that they love is a win. Um, mm-hmm. and so we'll keep doing that. Um, obviously the storybook Bible is a great resource for, for people in my, in my phase of parenting. Like mm-hmm. those have been some really good resources for us. Um, from a dad perspective, um, uh, I, I enjoy something at, the Dadville podcast. I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of that. No. Um, Dave Barnes is a musician and um, John, I forget what John's last name is, but they're two musician guys out of Nashville, but they do a um, a dad podcast where it's a lot of, they have a lot of Christian folks in there, Chris Tomlin, um, different, you know, worship leaders or um, some of them are just regular secular people, but um, it's fun. Just if you're looking for something kind of just fun, like a dad podcast, a dad podcast. <laughs> yeah, it does, it's not necessarily going to have to be super deep, but just some encouragement. Huh. Um, that's a fun one. Cool. Cool. Mike? Yeah, I'd throw a couple. I'd second the mentorship that yeah. you mentioned, Jared. Like, that's so huge to find someone who has more experiences than you uh, to help you go through things. Another one I, I'd say, Answers in Genesis has really good creation-based videos that yeah. just you can find things, whatever your age or your kids are, that they might be interested in. And, and the other one I'd say, 
like I've got three boys, and if you've got other boys, boys have a tendency to struggle with maybe lust or sex issues. And and I remember knocking on Jared's door at one point in time, asking for some resources there. And as soon as I say this resource, Jared's going to veto it. Uh, <laughs> but Joshua Harris had put out put out a book. I think it was called. Uh, sex isn't the problem. Lust is. Mm-hmm. It, Joshua Harris has since like maybe fallen off the rails. I'm not going to veto it, but it's a really good book, <laughs> and it's a great one to go through with your sons, yeah. even proactively. Yep. Uh, if you do have boys, maybe as they start to get, I don't know, eleven, twelve, thirteen, maybe around that age. Yeah. Uh, but that's a great resource if that's on your radar. Yeah, absolutely. I would say just since you touched on that really briefly, if if you're yeah, if you have a son or a daughter for that matter, uh, maybe your wife should talk to to them. That's the deal I struck. I said, if we have boys, I'll talk to the boys. For your girls, that's your deal. Um, but there is a resource. I should probably look it up. I'll link it in the show notes. I can't remember what it's called right now, but I think it's Family Life um, puts out a resource, uh, Passport to Purity. Um, I've heard really good things. Um, we're planning on using those here probably even soon with our daughters. Um just that the idea of, of sexual purity um, and, and our culture is, is filled with um, twisting that. Um, and so mm-hmm. if, if that's, um, if that's kind of the area your kids are at late elementary, early middle school, I'd say nine, 10 years old, maybe 11, uh, you need to be having those conversations and engaging that the younger um, it, it does seem really young, um, but the, if you want to, to share God's design for that, um, with your kids, then, then you got to speak to them sooner rather than later for sure. Okay. I think we've gone long enough. We've gone just about as long as the ladies. So, Ooh. uh, <laughs> I talked to these guys earlier. I said, I think we might go shorter than them, but, uh, that was not true. So, nope. <laughs> Well, thanks, guys. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Mike and Colin. Thanks for joining us um, for today. And listeners, thanks for joining us here for this episode of the Parenting Podcast as well. Again, we'll provide some links to those resources that were mentioned here in the show notes. And uh, next month, our guests are Curtis and Lisa Johnson. You may be thinking, I know Curtis and Lisa. They're not parents. What are they doing on a parenting podcast? Well, you're just going to have to come back and find out uh, next month. Uh, So if you do have a topic or a question uh, that you'd like us to cover in a future episode, we would love to hear from you. And uh, just knowing that you listen and are challenged or even encouraged encourages us to, to keep putting these out. So thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your day.